section 51 of a fair mystery this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org recording by marcia payne a fair mystery by bertha m clay be kind to her as though you were her own child the atmosphere seemed clearer to lady doris studleigh when the kindly farmer and his wife were gone she wanted nothing to remind her of what she chose to call that miserable period of her life she was always vexed that the earl had spoken so frankly of them as her foster parents there was no need surely for all the house to know that she had been brought up at a farm she would have been surprised if she could have known the amount of respect that the servants one and all felt for mark brace no person could know him without feeling for him the greatest possible liking his honesty the simple rugged grandeur of his character attracted all she who measured men by the length of their pedigree and purses was quite unable even in her own mind to do justice to mark brace he might be as chivalrous as bayard self-denying as sir philip sidney brave as the black prince but for all that he was only a farmer therefore it was a relief to her when he was gone she felt more at ease in her father's house when they were gone when lord lindley after seeing them off from the station had returned to the court he sent for his daughter to the library now my darling he said it is quite time we had a little serious talk together how strange it seems to me to have a grown-up daughter like you sit down i have so much to say to you to begin with do you find yourself at home i have never felt more at home in my life she replied calmly and i think it is because i am in my right place at last most probably so now doris there are several things that you want and must have at once a parisian waiting-maid and a wardrobe suited to your position do you ride yes it is one of my favorite amusements that is right you must have a horse and a groom there will be a carriage also at your disposal but over your wardrobe we must have some advice you will require everything just as though you were being married that is certain she replied with a quiet smile but i do not think i need advice i am quite competent myself to select what i want but my dear how can you be you forget that i went out as a governess and so had the opportunity of studying those things trust me and see i shall go at once to madame francois the head court milliner and you will be satisfied i am sure with the result i shall be delighted i am sure if that be the case said the earl then you will want jewels studly jewels are very fine ones i suppose we have the finest jewels in the world why will they not do for me then she said because they must go to my wife the family jewels are always the property of the reigning countess of lindley but papa 
there is no reigning countess of lindley she said with a little laugh no my dear not just at present but i hope that there soon will be his face flushed slightly and he looked confused for a few minutes then he said that is another of the things i want to speak to you about i ought perhaps to tell you that i think of marrying again there was a few minutes of dead silence she did not quite like it it was not what she had expected she had anticipated being mistress of lindley court the earl continued it will be much happier for me doris and decidedly better for you you labor under great disadvantages at present although i acknowledge your beauty your grace and your tact to be perfect still you require before you make your debut in the great world to spend some little time in the society of a well-trained woman of the world she was quick enough to know that this was perfectly true you are right papa she said and the admission pleased him it will also be greatly to your advantage doris he continued when you make your debut in the great world you will find the chaperonage of a lady essential to you still my child although there are many advantages for you do not let me mislead you it is not for your sake i am going to marry it is for my own because i really love the lady who will soon i hope be countess of lindley she made a violent effort to conquer herself there was nothing to be gained she knew by opposition everything by cheerful acquiescence she went to him and clasped her arms around his neck and kissed his face i hope you will be happy papa she said i hope you will be very happy thank you he replied cheerfully i do not doubt it darling i think we shall all be happy together guess doris who it is that i hope soon to bring here i can't guess papa i do not know the ladies of your world you know this one he said laughingly while she half frightened said how can i you have been to downsbury castle have you not a sudden light came over her face then she laughed can it be lady estelle hereford she cried oh papa you will never forgive me for calling her tame i have forgiven you do you not think that you will be happy with her i am sure i shall like her very much she is so fair so well-bred so gentle how little i dreamed papa on that day i was sitting so near to her that she would be my stepmother that i should ever live with her i am so glad she did not understand why his face quivered as with pain he drew the bright golden head down to his breast my darling he said gently you shall have all the love the care the affection that a father can show his child you shall have everything your heart desires and wishes for if you will do one thing in return i will do anything in return she said and for once there was something like deep feeling in her voice i want you to be kind to this wife of mine doris she is not very strong she has been petted and spoiled all her life 
be kind to her as though as though you were her own child or her own younger sister will you doris promise me that and you will give me the greatest happiness that is in your power to confer upon me i do promise cried doris i cannot say that i will love her as my mother but i will be everything that is gentle and obedient thank you my darling only do that and you will see what return i will make to you there is another thing doris i wish to speak to you about you heard and agreed with what i said to mrs brace that i wish your lover earl moray to understand that i shall consider the engagement between you as binding as though you had always remained at the farm you are very kind papa she said but this time there was no ring of truth and tenderness in her voice it is but just doris i shall make his advancement in the world my chief study money can be no object in your marriage you will in all probability have a large fortune still i should like the man you marry to hold some position in the world from what you tell me of earl moray i should imagine that he is a man of great talent if so there will be little difficulty he has something more than talent said doris proudly he has genius my dear child you will know when you are as old as i am that talent and industry are worth any amount of genius i am sure that he has industry papa she said then if he has industry and genius his fortune is sure said the earl as soon as we have a countess of lindley to do the honors we must ask earl moray to come and see us of all things that was what she desired most that he should see her in her true place surrounded by all the luxury and magnificence that belonged to her station it was the strongest wish of her heart can we not ask him before then papa no there you see doris the laws of etiquette and ceremony step in until you have some lady to chaperone you we cannot receive any young gentlemen visitors that will be one convenience to a stepmother yes she replied but the traditional stepmother generally interferes in the love affairs of the household however i feel sure lady estelle will never interfere with mine the duke of downsbury goes to paris this week continued the earl with the duchess and lady estelle i thought of following them that will be very nice for you papa she said it is really some comfort to have a daughter whom one can consult about such matters i want to marry as soon as i can but marrying a duke's daughter in england is a tremendous undertaking doris the amount of ceremony and form to be gone through with is something dreadful i should not mind about that but you see the great embarrassment is this the duke is very particular and he would naturally think it too soon after the late earl's death for me to make any great public sensation that is the difficulty yes that is a difficulty said doris all that would be obviated entirely if i went to paris and could obtain their consent to a quiet ceremony at the embassy or something of that kind 
it would be a very wise course papa so i think my dear and i shall start for paris next week i may be a month absent now comes the great difficulty for us doris what is to be done with you i can remain here she said not alone my dear not alone it would not do i thought if i were to ask that nice daughter of mark brace's she would stay with you then i should feel quite at my ease i should be much pleased said doris it would indeed be a triumph to show mattie upon whom she had always looked down the difference that really existed between them then all our difficulties are silenced said the earl i have often heard people say how difficult their daughters are to manage but if they are like you doris there cannot be such great difficulty she laughed wondering to herself if he would say the same in a year's time you understand doris that it will not do for you to go into society at all just yet you must neither receive or pay visits no young lady does anything of that kind until she has been presented at court when does my presentation take place papa if all goes well i think next may lady estelle or the duchess will present you then you may consider yourself fairly afloat until then solitude you can spend the intermediate time in the acquisition of all kinds of little accomplishments not that you are deficient for you are a perfect wonder to me the next thing to be done doris is that you must choose a suit of rooms for yourself i give you permission to choose what you will and when we go to london you shall go to mantle and braird's the famous decorators and house furnishers and choose anything you like it will amuse you during my absence to superintend the fitting up of four rooms it will give me a fair idea of your taste they went together through lindley court until then doris had no just idea of the immense extent of the place she was amazed at it and the rooms were all so light so sunny so bright she was quite at a loss which to choose one suit delighted her very much four large lofty rooms with ceilings superbly painted looking south so that the warmth and brightness of the sun was always on them the windows were built after the french fashion long reaching from the floor to the ceiling and opening on to balconies filled with flowers the great charm to doris of these rooms was that the boudoir opened on to the balcony and a small flight of steps led from the balcony to the ground so that she could go from her own rooms to the garden without passing through the house this is very nice said the earl for young ladies who love the early dew and flowers do you think it's safe doris suppose you forget to fasten the door leading on to the balcony it was an evil fate that led lady doris to choose that suit of rooms end of section 51 recording by marcia payne